Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, Danny. Uh, hey, Lyle. What's going on? How are we doing on our uh, wagering on mybookie.ag? We crushed it. Uh, I can't remember what our bet was the other day, but I made two, and I we hit both of them. Nice, yeah, because we were brilliant. And- yeah, we're making so many damn bets at this point, it's hard to keep track, but the money's just going up and up and up and up. And we have uh, mybookie.ag to thank because they got the in-game betting, the props, the sports fantasy wagers. There's something for everybody. Best player perks. Uh, they've been good to us. They're going to be good to you. They're hooking up our listeners all month. Visit mybookie.ag. Use promo code RANTO when you create your account, and you get a 50% bonus. So if you lay down 100, you get 50. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code RANTO. You know, Dude. Yeah, you know what they say. You're going to do yeah. the tag, aren't you? You're going to do you the play. tag. You play. You win. You get paid. Yep. If you never want to hear a commercial like this again, well, why don't you become a Patreon subscriber? It's early and ad-free listening to all of our shows. So go to patreon.com slash sunranto and you get uh, your own RSS feed and uh, I don't know, you're just a better person for doing it. It's a dollar a month. That's it. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Now let's do a shoe. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game Let's go Cubby Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Lucho Scali Sunrento Michael Sunrento Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Michael Cotton I was I was just gonna compliment you on your. Oh, oh my god, he's still going! Wow, dude, you're like the John Vincent of podcasts. Hello? Trying, <laughs> oh my god! Dude, I'm trying. God, yeah, I I think you just Hello? broke your yeah. I think you just broke your computer. Is it dead? It's I, I. You died in the middle of starting the show. And then you came back somehow. I don't have my video on to uh, save internet um, because uh, I, I barely have internet these days. Hopefully this show is going to go okay. I've been getting kicked off. I don't know what's going on, but welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. I'm here once again with the lovable Lucier's Lyle Aker. I'm Danny Rocket. Michael Cotton is not here again because that fool's got a job. He doesn't like the DH, and he's going to fucking sit on the bench until he changes his little fucking mind. Yeah, loser. No, we love you, Michael, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to record a show on a day that he can come on. But I know uh, we've all been so busy, and I've really only had uh, 
like little snippets of time in the afternoon after working and before working more. So <laughs> this is this isn't work though. This is a podcast about the Cubs, which is uh well, it's kind of like work. It's kind of like work, but it's work about something we all love and enjoy. And you know what else I love and enjoy? Music. And we're going to rock the Casbah. The Bleacher Bum Band's going to be at G-Man Tavern on Saturday, June 8th at 3.30 p.m. right before the Cardinals and Cubs face off for a night game on Saturday night. That doesn't happen too often at Wrigley. So we're going to celebrate by rocking out beforehand. So come on out. There's a... um, well, uh, there's an event somewhere on Facebook. It's on the G-Man page. So yeah, like, just, like their just page. Yeah, just go. Just go. Come on out and party like it's uh, 2019. That should have been a Prince song, but he died. Um, somebody else died, and I want to kind of start the show there. And I know he, he's somebody that uh, kind of was near and dear to both of our childhood hearts, Lyle. You as a Red yes. Sox fan growing up and me as a Cubs fan. Like, my first team was probably like 81, 2, 3, somewhere in there when I started to clock it, that slow roll as a child when you realize that baseball's awesome. You know, um, Billy Buck was on those teams, and he died of uh, dementia at age 69. Nice. Not nice. It's not nice, <laughs> Lyle. But um but yeah, we all respected that on the Ranters page that he managed to go out that way. Um that motherfucker never struck out. He never struck out. God, it was a different age of baseball, man. I I kind of miss it. I think about it more and more. It's you know, there's more there's more foul ball hits and more strikeouts uh than just about anything happening in baseball. It's it's the game is getting less fun. Yeah, I mean, less action, less balls in play, you know. And uh, but that hasn't been the truth for the teams the Cubs have faced recently. Like they're just no. like smacking hits all over the place. But uh, yeah, it's like a whole team of Bill Buckners we're facing now. Um, Indeed, but- he he uh, he he wasn't always like the sweetest, cuddliest guy, right? I that's mean, I fine. Think that's kinda- it's how you win batting championships. For sure, for sure. Um, I, re- I read an article that uh, Kevin Cook wrote for uh, um, the Tribune, and he was, you know, saying that he he did a couple anecdotes that were different from <laughs> the one. You're so Boston. <laughs> fucking anecdotes. <laughs> anecdotes. You know what I said? I no, anecdotes. you'd still say it wrong. But yeah, go ahead. Everybody's loving it. Oh well. <laughs> I I got stoned before the show. There yeah. it is. There it is. There it is. So yeah, uh, what, what are the an- anecdotes? Anecdotes. <laughs> God, I hate that word because I always want to say antidotes. You know, the spelling bee is going on right now, and there's Ugh. kids like, you know, basically they... anecdotes. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. that's so hard. Yeah. Antidote. Anecdotes. Anecdotes. Oh, such a hard word. I'm going to drive everyone crazy right now. Um, they're saying he, he was saying him and Dave Kingman really kind of hated each other. Yeah, I read that too on that, on, on that team. Um, and that they were kind of me first kind of guys, but Billy, Billy Buck was just a tough dude. And, you know, there's all this talk about 86 and he was hated in Boston after that, but it wasn't by everybody. I always loved him. I was just, I was so sad when that happened to him because that team, I mean, there were a couple players responsible for them getting there. And he was one of those guys. He was one of those glue guys. He was a guy that kind of put it together. Um, 
I don't know. I he shouldn't have been out there. Everybody knows that. Yeah, you know? no. There's a you know the revisionist history. I was pissed when I saw on ESPN. I was sitting at a bar the other day, and uh, you know they're showing it comes across the screen that Bill Buckner died, and the first thing it said, he made the fateful error that caused the Red Sox to lose the '86 World Series. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? The guy died. Yeah. Get off his fucking back." Yeah, get off his jock, man. That was that's that was rough, and that and you know, he obviously, was a great hitter. He yeah, and but he he's synonymous with that era because it was huge. I I will bring up that that was the winning run. Not I mean, Calvin Chiraldi had already blown that game. Yeah, and uh, you know, so it, and you place it all on him. It's kind of like placing it all on Bartman. When, um, you know, Alex, which, which, what's which his was name? Gonzalez's error or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't all his. I mean, you can't blame all nine runs on a foul ball or whatever the hell it was, you know. And you can't blame the Bread Sox melting down completely on Bill Buckner. But, you know, I don't even want to talk about that. He was, I mean, to me, the strikeouts is what. The Cubs struck out 17 times the other night, right? Yeah. In 1978 and 446 at bats. Bill Buckner struck out 17 times in the year. In the whole year, he struck out 18 times. I mean, you know, 453 times in his whole career in over 10,000 at-bats. No. Yeah. Over 10,000. No, 10,000 plate appearances. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's a different game. He put the, he was a choke-up, put-it-in-play guy. He batted over 300 almost every year. Um, in, you know... Judging by new stats, you know, like that we didn't really have on the back of our baseball cards back then, you know, his OPS was barely over eight for only two years in 80 and 81. In um, 80, he won the batting championship. He hit a lot of doubles, um, wasn't a big power guy, but, um, you know, the 20, well, was, 22 was, years out there. That was pre-juice balls, pre-juice muscles. All that is true, and he, he probably could have p- played 30 years if he had had some of that juice. But For sure. In 2,517 2, games, he never struck out three times in a game. Yeah. Incredible. And, uh, you know, the other thing about Billy Buck that I have a memory of, and I don't know if it's – you know how you have childhood memories and you're like, is that my memory or is that somebody else's childhood memory that I'm now using as my memory? You know what I mean? But I have a memory – of being nine or 10 years old and going out to the parking lot, like where Gallagher way is right now, the park, right? There used to be a parking lot and I believe the players parked there. Yes. And so we would go out there to see them um, after the game, before the game, I forget what it was, but I remember this beautiful woman like, Standing by Bill Buckner's car and him coming out and seeing Bill Buckner getting into the car with that woman and driving away and just being like, wow, that's (laughs) what I want to do. Fancy cars, play baseball, beautiful women. Yeah, but I have this memory. I just don't know if it's true or not. But um, do you still have the Bill Buckner ball I gave you years ago? I do. Yeah, I was wondering if you had like that got lost in a move or something, you know, because it's glorious. Yeah, so. That just raised about forty three cents in value the day he that, did no that more. will never leave my possession. Yeah, and uh, he was always out there doing charity work, signing with Lee Smith at the Cubs convention at spring training. Man, he's he was always out there, and um, 
you know, he, he, and I think a lot of teams, like I think the Red Sox can now lay claim to him because it, you had, you had t- took fucking long enough to invite him back and be nice to well, him. Well, that's one of my fondest memories. When they invited him back in whatever it was, 2005, I guess, it was right <sighs> after they won the World Series, he came out to throw the first pitch. And the standing ovation made me cry while I was watching the game. Made him and cry. zoomed in on, and he cried too. And for such a tough son of a bitch. You know how tough fucking Bill Buckner was? This is from that article I read. In AAA ball, Buckner broke his jaw in an outfield collision. There was reports he'd be out five weeks. Instead, Buckner missed one game. His manager, Tommy Lasorda, that fat fucking meatball, <laughs> marveled. He learned to spit and swear with his jaw wired. The guy missed a game with a broken jaw. <laughs> Dude, Dude, how many players missed fucking weeks with blisters? Dude, Chris Bryant missed two games because his sunglasses hit him in the face. I well, know. granted, they were hit. They they hit him in the face from Jason Hayward. So, like, that's a little different. But I mean, you know. But no, it's true. Like, they bubble wrap these guys now. And it used to be, and there's a lot of money on the line. So they're like, well, I don't want to have this guy out there hurt. And then we, you know, he ruins his career and stuff. You know, th- these dudes are bubble wrapped and, because it's an investment. Everyone's worried about the Mark Pryor effect. Oh, yeah. No, and it, and it over, used to happen all the time. I mean, some of the greatest pitchers. Who's the guy? This is way before our time, but who's the guy that? Uh, uh, Sandy Koufax. Yeah. I mean, what was he in the, the league? Like seven years or something? I, I'm totally ass-statting this. Total ass stat, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. But no, and he threw out his arm and had to stop pitching. I'm, I'm but look- guess what? I'm looking it up. He had seven yeah. of the best years ever 12, 12 years, 12 years. Okay. Yeah. 12 of the best years. Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. But no, yeah. but, but a guy like that usually, you know, he, he his last year in the majors, he led the uh, majors, or at least, yeah, the majors, I think, in, uh, in ERA, innings pitched, 323. In which he had 317 strikeouts. Like, he went out on top, but then he couldn't throw anymore. And, like, so, you know, Billy Buck was out there 21 years. and Billy, no, 22 seasons, and that motherfucker had a 4.5% K rate over 22 years. No regression there, Theo. Yeah, but he also, like, he would not be in this game. Like, OPS under 8, you know, he he's basically Albert Almora. <laughs> you know, I mean, just saying. Um, do, uh, I guess we should, since I said Albert Almora, like, we should talk about what happened last night. I skip forward a little bit about the uh, man. Yes. He rocketed that ball into the stands and it hit a little girl. And he, yeah, he, and he was, watched it. He said he saw, you know, he, he locked in on her right when he hit it. And he was just obviously devastated. Um, he probably thought know. he killed her. Yeah, of course he did. It, I mean, it was heartwarming to see him have a heart. I guess, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's so weird in today's today's day, today's day and age that we uh, when people do what and react the way that normal people should, that our heart, our hearts melt because because people are so fucking crass and so fucking heartless. And I don't know, but I don't know. It was it was fucking awful. Yeah. It, and it, it was a super scary moment. And like just to see the looks on everybody's faces, like Javi's face, and like they were looking, and they were just mortified. And then all you see is everybody craning their heads, looking at it, you know, in the crowd behind. Once, you know, once uh, it, it play resumed, just to see what had happened. But the good news is she's fine. Or she I, is I don't fine. know about fine, but you know, I, I mean, I was waiting for them to zoom in on a, a decapitated child. 
Oh God! I really was. I was yeah. Like, God, they well, they, they've been so much. You knew we were going to see it on Twitter. Yeah, I, was I, post the picture. I, I didn't see it. I mean, and that asshole is usually me in the stands, being like, "Oh, let me see if I can get a shot of this." Um, and I did. I I do have like a shot of this old lady that <laughs> took one off the roof. The husband. I think we talked about it at the show that the husband botched the play. And the ball just came. I'm, I'm laughing. It's the, but it was an adult. If it was a kid, I wouldn't have laughed. If it was an old lady, so I shouldn't be laughing. But man, the the funny part was the guy botching the play because he fucked it up for his wife because he tried to catch it. It went right through his hands and it hit her right in the face. So anyway, that guy was old too. But no, they need to put nets all the way out, right? Yeah, I mean, I. I- God, I think we even said when they expanded them last year or the year before or this past year, whenever they fucking did it, that it wasn't enough. I mean, th- dude, they're, the balls are getting hit so hard. These guys are so big and strong. I mean, it's never been safe, but there's a lot more distractions in the stadium. Never mind all the songs and the bells and the whistles and the fucking chants and the wave and all this shit. They got TVs now, all over the place to look TVs at. Everywhere and the giant screens, plus everybody on their fucking phone. And I mean, being at a baseball game is like about the drinking and part. It's not like 1922 where you go to the game. I mean, I'm sure they well, were that's rowdy you, they yeah. were chanting and stuff, but they were watching the game because that's all there was to watch. Yeah, you, exactly. And you just well, except for maybe a, a good Donnie Brook next to you yeah, as you stood behind sure. the out outfield ropes, <laughs> you know, at uh, the polo grounds. Of but, course. Uh, no, they they got to do something. Obviously, you know that I. I know at Wrigley they extend a little bit further, but you know I just don't see what the big deal is. It's probably the foul ball thing. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Are they worried about the foul balls? Are they is obstructed view? Like it shouldn't be obstructed. I mean, it's, it's kind of annoying to look through the net, but it, it's hard I to mean, take it, pictures through it. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't know. But you could still get the ball over the net. Like it's not like there'll be no foul balls. What will be stopped are the screaming foul balls that could kill somebody. Right. Just a low net. I mean, seriously, three feet in net. It's for those line drives. Yeah. That hit the first couple the rows. The first couple rows, yeah. After, now, that, after that, you're on your own. <laughs> and, I mean, in Wrigley, it, it's kind of a no-brainer for the Ricketts. I mean, now they can sell those fucking unobstructed bleacher seats for $150 a piece. Oh, jeez. Here we go. Here we go. So, um, anyway, uh, Cubs-wise... Uh, couple of roster moves. Remember when I said that Winton Bernard should come up? Well. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> Jim, Jim Aducci did. And yeah. then he struck out three times at his uh, opening day. Opening, uh, well, not debut, but um, the first game of the season for the Cubs. And uh, I didn't realize he's 34 yeah. years old. I, I was just going to say that this guy's 34. I know the youth movement, movement has taken over in Wrigley. And they have brought up all the prospects and all the good players that are going to come up. This is the team. And the rebuilding will happen behind the scenes as these players age, right? That's kind of in through trades and whatnot. Well, but yeah. but have they used everybody? Is there nobody left? I mean, you're bringing up a 34-year-old guy. Minor career minor bat. leaguer who played yeah. for the Tigers a little bit. Yeah, I mean. I, I mean, it's nice to get him a cup of coffee, I guess. I mean, I, I, he's already had it with the Tigers, but it's it's just – it seems strange, like if you're going to do this, bring up a kid, right? No, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think so. And uh, I guess they what don't want to start a clock. 
Well, I mean, that was the idea with Zagunis, and he wasn't exactly knocking the cover off the ball, but he was just supposed to be kind of an extra outfielder, which is not the caliber of extra outfielders the Cubs have had in the past, you know, uh, where you had a, a little bit more depth where you can, you maybe had like five guys you could throw out there that, you know, had pretty major league bats. Well, if I don't if think Zagunis. If you're going to have a guy who's not very good with the bat, he better be one of the best defensive fielders in all of baseball. And the only reason he's not playing every day is because he can't fucking hit yet. Yeah, right? like or or that's, or be that's the or, guy or the opposite or be really fast like Winton Bernard and let him bunt his way on and try to steal a win like you would at the end of the season when the rosters expand. You know, right? Or be a total slugger and you come up and you're like, okay, this guy, he's questionable out there, but. You know, like Schwarber was the first couple of years out there. Yeah, bam, Bam Bigelow out there. Yeah, he was just out there because of his bat. And now he's made himself into, you know, quite the nice little left fielder, I think. I looked up uh, the great Zagoo, which he, if he was better, that might have stuck. But I looked up the great Zagoo's numbers. Um, and uh, I did notice, and it's very small sample size, that he was better as a starter and also way better on the road. And it's about fifty fifty either way. So so in other words, they Joe just used him wrong. You just start the guy in the road and uh you would have had a you would have had a superstar in your hands, but instead they you know, pinch hit him at Wrigley. And there went the numbers. Six seventy six OPS. He hit no home runs while he was around. Um no, so, I don't know. I don't think we're gonna see much too much Jim Aducci, or at least I hope not, but you're kinda like looking and you're like Hey, you know, there's a couple of spots that could really use some attention just about now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was all for the trades and shaking it up a little bit, which they didn't really do, but then they just got rid of a lot of the, you know, some of the role players, you know, I mean, God, well, I, and- I don't, I don't, I don't want to ask for Tommy LaStella because I fucking hate Tommy LaStella. Yeah, but, but that, that seems like what, the stupidest thing they did all off season is getting rid of him. What, well, what a waste. What a waste of, you know, I mean, I think everybody thought he was better than, just later bag of cash. Well, can you imagine him hitting 12 home runs from the second base spot every day? Like that'd be fine. Like d- way better than what Daniel, the doing. That's for fucking sure. And, right. um, and the, here's the thing about it. And we talked a little bit about it on the outside, the Ivy show last night with uh, Luis and Michael is about Ben Zobrist, you know, in terms of like, Hey buddy, it's been like a month. You got, I mean, I imagine the Cubs are still giving him some money. I, I, I don't know that for sure, but if I, they need to like, be like, okay, buddy, it's been a month. And I know you said you could take all the time, but we're not just going to sit here and pay you all year while you do. Well, our team goes 500, right? You know, we need to free up this money. And now. Ricketts could spend the money anyway. They always have said things like, oh, we'll have financial flexibility in the middle of the season. But, you know, they said they were going to have financial flexibility in the offseason to make plays for free agents. And all they had signed was Cole Hamels the day after the season ended and Daniel Descalso and Brad Brock. Right. But not not exciting stuff. You got to you got to call Zobras to the carpet just about now and be like, all right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, 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 I feel bad for the guy as a human. That shit sucks. We've all been through fucking personal tragedies and shit like that. And 
And, you know, I know a lot of people have had problems in their marriages or in relationships and been cheated on and shit like that. That shit fucking sucks. Yeah. And it really does. It breaks your fucking heart. Yeah. But nobody else gets paid millions and millions of dollars to not go to work and fucking do it. So I have no sympathy on that part. Fuck, you know, well, he's already like, got, I, he's already got millions and now he's he's ruining the season or I should say Julianne is ruining the season. You know, yeah. uh, it's it just, just it just sucks. You're ruining it's, the it, team. You're very important. And now, you know, this thing's getting in the way of the team because, you know, because you got to do something. Well, the if moment he do- says he's retiring is the moment every meatball Cubs fan is going to be like, Kimbrel, <laughs> you know, self-included. And yeah, and they should be, you know, like if the, then they don't have that excuse, which is bullshit that they don't have any money. Um, but they don't. They won't have that excuse. They'll be like, nope, you just got eight million dollars. Go get somebody worth eight million dollars, even if you fail at it, like you have been recently. Theo, try. We want somebody because it's not good enough. It just isn't good enough. Um, <clears throat> you know. Luckily, we're talking about a win. But uh, first, let's get into should we do Rake's flakes? Even though Michael's not here. Yeah, let's do them. Fuck that guy. So picked up this rake at Home Depot. Dave, 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 Dave. David Bodie, David Bodie, with a 1.494 OPS this week. He's gone 9 for 18 with two doubles and two home runs in the same game. Uh, just slightly outpacing Anthony Rizzo, who had three home runs in the one double uh, and batted 481 on the week. It, it, I got it. I don't know. I, I want to give it to David Bodie just because we, uh, you know, when – we need him to step up right now because of what we yes. just talked about with uh, Ben Zobrist. You know, he's. I want him to go out there and like win a starting second baseman job or win the starting. Uh, that's what it would be, right? Absolutely. So uh, and just like make it so that we don't want his bat out of lineup and uh, you know. So David Bodie gets that one. Anthony Rizzo though crushing again this week. So hopefully he'll be recognized. Um, yeah, Anthony Rizzo's having quite a season. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't see that coming. I was, I was, I was down on Rizzo, and and wow, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna eat a little crow this year. And uh, how about rakes? I haven't worried about Oops. flakes since my I hit the wrong one. Days. Remember them? That's that's, f- that's f- flakes. flakes. Yeah, I just said the wrong thing. Yeah, but I hit the right button. Right. Uh, you know, Wilson Contreras kind of fell off. So did Albert Almora, despite having two home runs this week. Uh, that was pretty much all Albert Almora did, except for almost kill a child. But um, Daniel Descalso is still terrible. But those three guys really had a rough week. I'm not worried about Wilson. Javi, I think it's probably time a- for another day or two off. Javi but. struck out 16 times in 29 at-bats, including five on Monday. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys. Bill Buckner never did that. he That's a season's worth of Bill Buckner strikeouts. 1981 or two, he had 16. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Javi had that this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, he, but you know, it's the home run strikeout because, you know, like, for example, Kyle Schwarber hit four home runs this week. So his OPS is 966. But... He struck out 12 times in 28 at-bats and is batting 214. It's so gross. Yeah, it's just like, oh. I mean, those numbers just say everything about the three true outcomes, you know. Um, he, he walked five times, too, to go with it. But uh, even Javi walked a couple times. That's pretty amazing. 
Um, but yeah, uh, Wilson, I mean, half the lineup really kind of uh, disappeared. And those guys were Schwarber, Baez, Caratini. Well, Caratini went out there. Uh, Contreras and Almora. And Daniel Descalso is just terrible. Just, just awful. awful. Yeah. Why is he still there? <sighs> what did Ian Happ ever do to that? I team? know, I know. You'd think that Ian Happ could at least give you something of this caliber. Point. I mean, on the year, what's he bad now? He just he came down to a serious earth. One ninety four now. Yeah, J- Jim Aducci though. I mean, Ian Happ really. I mean, I don't know. It just it seems crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. No, Jim Aducci it- too. Yeah. They, they, they know best, I guess. I, 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 I'm just I'm still blown away by it because it was surprising that he was sent down to start the season. And now we're a day away from two days away from June. And uh, he plays a little first, too. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Rizzo's back, but his I don't think his back is bothering him right now. But obviously, not. obviously not. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm kind of making this up as I go along. If you could hear that in my voice, because I didn't write it down, because I'm not Michael Cotton. Just put your lips together. Oh, I'm going to start with the blow. Oh, you're going to throw. Oh, you're going to blow first. My, why not? Let's let's blow first. Who who blew this? Uh, uh, well, uh, Victor Caratini's pitching wasn't r- that great. <laughs> no, it wasn't uh, Johnny Johnny Lester, but uh, Cole Hamels might get it this week. Yeah. It. Well, I don't know. It. I think Lester had two bad starts versus Ca- Ham. Camel toes, one start, but like, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit, both of those guys, I think I give it to, uh, you know, geez, between the two of them, they gave up 17 runs in 14.2 innings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I mean, you know, you got to kind of worry. That- are, you, are you concerned yet? I wasn't concerned last week. What's the concernometer on, 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 okay, let's put John Lester up on the concernometer, Danny Rocket. Uh, one is, eh, I don't really have that much concern. I kind of feel pretty good about everything, you know, and like, you know, and then, uh, 10 is like, holy fuck. We are fucking fucked. This is Calvin Chiraldi in the 86 playoffs. No, I mean, I think that these guys are still going to go out there and give you some good, really dominant games, you know, cause they know what they're doing. And I think that's what we're all relying on. Okay, so what's your number for Lester? But I don't think it's going to be – I think it's going to be streaky. You know, we've already seen this from Lester. Uh, I'm probably, uh, like, honestly in, in the fives. Like, he's definitely – Okay, you're halfway there. Declining in his skill level, but his skill level was high. So, basically – you know, How many I, years left on this deal? One. Is that right? What year are we in? <laughs> <laughs> 2019, buddy. Well, he started in 15, and it was, what, uh, six years, so 2021, yeah. After this. So, uh, yeah, I mean. But we knew that. We knew that, and you know what? You get a World Series out of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so we got two more years on it. But it, it, oh, but oh, next well, next year, by the way, he's only making 15 mil. That's a good deal for John Lester as yeah. a number four starter. Yeah. Uh, what's wh- where are you on the concernometer with uh, Camel Toe Co- Coles Hamill? I mean, he's pitching like he did in Texas, right? He's starting to. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I think that you know they get it. They got it going out of the gate. They, they were able the to magic. do a, m- a month of pitching, and now they're old guys, and they need a little break, you know. And th- but they're still going to go out there. But they're both going to be effective sometimes, and and ineffective sometimes. We already saw this from John Lester. We just have seen less of it from Hamels. But uh, you know, we I'm at saw- a seven with Hamels. I have a feeling the wheels are going to totally fall off. 
I don't know, man. He's too handsome. Yeah, he is pretty. So uh, let's do the thrower, I guess. I don't know. Mr. Smiley. Mr. Happy. I got to give it to the The most excitable player on the entire team. Yeah, Kyle Hendricks, baby. Just uh, out there. Uh, Throwing darts. Yeah, and, uh, you know, ticking up with the strikeouts. He pitched 14 innings. His last start wasn't great, but it wasn't bad either. It was, you know, it was pretty average. But, you know, he's got a .86 whip on the week. Uh, Hitters batting 196. And this is in a week where, you know, the Reds and the Phillies and the Astros are all big hitting teams. They got lots of hits off of us. Um, you know, they, and uh, Kyle Hendricks, yeah, and you know, and you, it starts to make me think about the conversation of like when you do get to a game one in a playoff situation. Playoffs. Or, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, the Cubs are in first place. Understand this. <laughs> so if the season ended today, you need a game one starter, and I'm kind of thinking it's Kyle Hendricks. He's shown me the I, most I, this year. Hello? <laughs> I don't know. Something happened. <laughs> yeah. I I kind of agree. I still don't think they do it. I still think you throw Johnny out there because of his history and his record in the playoffs, unless he totally falls apart. Hendricks but got a pretty good history now, too, though, I, you know. I, I, agreed. Agreed. And that's the thing. Maybe he's your two guy. But, no, I, he is. he's, I think, uh, far and away your best pitcher on the team right now. Yeah. And it's it's been great to see him, like, well, you love we, it. That's yeah. your guy. Well, th- yeah, I think so. I mean, and plus because it's it, you were going to have him for a long time now. So now when I see stuff like this, I'm thinking like this dude's going to be locked down for a while. You know, five. What is it? Was it seven years? What did they give him? Forget because I know it was an extension on what he had. Right. Right. Anyway, it, him. It, he gets the the throws. Also, uh, you know, I'm really digging the Dylan Maples experiment right now. I mean. It's if he can put it together, right? He's 27 years old. I'm sorry, but like that's when you peak as a human, <laughs> physically, anyway. I and you're just old enough to have a little bit of experience and kind of know what you're talking about when you're doing your work, but you have all the energy in the world to do it. You know, yeah. and I think through like your mid to late thirties and then it really takes a hard crash there somewhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can't even, I can't even make a clear thought sentence thing anymore. I can't sit on the toilet <laughs> for less than 23 minutes. So <laughs> right. there's that, right. but no Dylan Maples, two scoreless innings. That's because uh, you got to tuck the hemorrhoids back in. Yeah. Well, it takes a while. Um, One walk, four K's and only one hit. Uh, I don't know. Here's the thing. He was throwing the slider for a strike. I really think that this might be the possible answer to the back end of the bullpen. And if it doesn't work out, please do not kill the messenger or the guy who thought that maybe or was hopeful that it could be. But I think maybe if he figures it out, it could be like a, you know, Carlos Marmol 2007 or eight situation. I know his name strikes fear into the hearts of Cubs fans, but if he's throwing strikes out there and he threw like half strikes or I I mean more than half strikes. So yeah. Well, that's a rarity in Chicago these days. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, swing and miss strikes looking like he was all over the place. Like he's just fooling guys. 
So I'm excited as to what, I mean, what do you think? Have you not, I mean, obviously we haven't seen well, enough, yeah. but. Look it, you know, I, I'll tell you where I think the answer to the problems of the bullpen lie. Kimbrel. In the, <laughs> uh, no, in the Ricketts wallet. So Kimbrel. Pre- yeah, pretty much. I, Dude, here's the deal. You, for winning this division, it's going to be a tight race, but there's enough problems with all of the other teams that I think you can, and this team is really good enough. The offense is just good. The starting pitching is better than average. You have, you have the arms, you have the fucking bats, but I think the aspirations are bigger and it's about winning another championship. And when you go out and you look at the other teams around the league, I mean, when we just played, I, I don't think you even compare, even if Dylan Maples is the guy and figures it out and he's pretty goddamn good. And Steve Shishek is pretty damn good. You know, uh, that's not the answer. And I know Morrow might come back. I don't, I'm not saying true. he's the closer. I'm I know, saying, I'm I know, saying and, I, be a, and I know Strobe's coming back too, but I don't know what that's going to look like. Th- I either. don't they say they don't have the arms. Don't, they, well, what did we we forgot what a closer was on the last show? A what? Uh, yeah. Well, oh, wait. No, I was reminded what one was in game one and game two, and we're going to get to that. Well, we're kind of we're kind of there anyway. So let's talk about it's the state of the bull penis with the lovable loose ears, Lyle Laker. The state of the bull penis is as such. It's you feel like you're adequate. You do your job, you know, when you're out there doing it. But then you walk into like the Astros locker room and you start looking around at all the other bull penises and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. My bull penis ain't so great. Well, Hector Rondon looked pretty good. I was like, damn it. Yeah, I mean, actually, he didn't look that good. I mean, he, he struck out guys. He's got a 250 ERA on the year or something like that. But like. He did give up a couple hits in a run, so that was kind of nice to get to him. But either way, he's been doing better. But like they had that dude Presley. We got we got runs he, off their he, bull penis, he, Osuna. He, yeah, he he looks better than most of the Cubs bull penis players. Well, the thing is, all like game one, right? Game one, all the runs were given up by Hamels. The bull penis shut it down for like four, five innings. Four innings because they only they didn't have to pitch the ninth, um, and then like the next night, I mean Brad Brock looked bad, but like hey Carl Edwards though he didn't strike anybody out, he got outs, you know there yeah know. he did, and uh, I mean they were all how the mighty have fallen I God but the I question really w- him to be great well the question in the green room before we went live on the show last night was like. Does Hendricks go back out there for the ninth? And everybody's like, yeah, you just got to keep going with the ride. Him. Yeah, and they didn't. I know. And they threw Ciszek out there, and he did well. He got three straight outs. He, get, he, he struck out one. He did. He struck out the last batter on ball three or whatever it would have been. But um, anyway. That was, that was mighty big of you to admit that. Cri- criminally blind Buckner behind the plate. <laughs> last night so like that's why that game took two hours and, and 40 38 minutes because he was just like strike strike yeah. i can't see it yeah it was um i don't know game one schwarber had that hell of a throw from the outfield that Contreras just misplayed i think i don't know i think that guy would have been out they might have won that game you remember that no <laughs> all right. All in, right. in in game one which uh which which one that he misplayed? 
uh, Schwarber f- a throw from left. Yeah, I, I remember something about that. It was so many days ago. And but it was just like Wilson was out of position. The the ball was right on target. Oh, like the he- sacrifice fly. Yeah, is that what it was? Yeah. Um, yeah. He had him maybe, or I don't know. No, anyway, the, the, but, I, but I think generally, uh, you know, it's it's not that the Cubs. I mean, they they go ahead on the Rizzo homer in this game. Uh, you know, when the wheels fell off in the third, they fell off really hard. You know, uh, and there was a couple of plays where that ball is bouncing all around that little league ballpark. In Houston. I mean, it's what, tiny. Why, why all the hate for this ballpark? I kind of like it. Well, that you could just go in there and mash home runs at like 350 feet. It's stupid. I kind of I kind of love the park. I think it's kind of I think it's fun. It's one of the newer parks. They're not going to be all built made out of brick anymore or look like Fenway or look like Wrigley there. I mean, there are some throwbacks, but it's a different style. I kind of enjoy it. I like it. I like it. I don't know. People hate that park. I don't. I, I mean, I I, I wouldn't say I hate it, but I, but I, what I don't like the Crawford boxes. I mean, geez. I mean, that's like, you know, that's like the mini green monster. It's like if they took the green monster and made it, you know, fucking yeah. twenty yeah. feet tall. <laughs> you know, I, I know, it's stupid. I know. And you know, and they were getting out to left and right. It didn't even matter. And I and there were so many home runs hit in this series. Almost all solo shots. You yeah, know. but by two pretty big hitting teams, two big power teams. So there, there's that too. Yeah. You know, it's like Red Sox, Yankees, they get together and all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, there were 13 home runs in the yeah. first two Yankee games. Stadium's Yankee another one with that short porch over, especially for left-handed hitters, you know? Yeah, for and, sure. And, well, and Fenway Park to, to yep. left for that matter, or to right as well, I mean, yep. right for in, left-handed right, hitters. Right, right, right down the line anyway. Yeah, it's, it's it like, as you go. I could uh, hit one there. Um, I mean, You could not. Uh, I wish we could prove it, but... We're just gonna have to. Have we just to, have to go with my word on it, or, or mine. But, Cole Hamels, not great, really bad, and um, you know, and the Garrett Cole, awesome, and killed us again. And I thought awesome. it was hilarious because they were all excited on like the score or whatever that was on my radio when I was coming home. They were all excited, like, "Oh yeah, remember when we beat up Garrett Cole in the wild card game? Yeah, it was gonna be a cakewalk with Garrett Cole. We kick his ass." And I'm like. Do you not remember how he kicks our ass since then? Yeah. That was 2015, guys. Buy a time machine. Yeah. Um, I thought the umpiring was terrible again. Um, ro- you know, it's just like it's so frustrating. Like when no, you're no robots. I want a youth movement. It's just time. Yeah. Time for younger umpires. That's better training. Something like you got to do something because like, you know, it, it's just like every game, we have all this information. The catchers are now fooling people into thinking it's a strike or not. If that, if you want that to be part of the game, I guess it's kind of interesting. But it's like, you know, these hitters are trained to see it in the way that they're trained to see it. And it's just so frustrating that the hitter knows, the catcher knows, the pitcher knows, and the only one that doesn't know is the umpire. Everybody knows but him. Yeah. It's re- it's re- fucking the uh, the audience knows everybody knows but the fucking umpire, and it's a uh, frustrating. Um, I don't think to- they call them the audience, but whatever. 
It was nice to see the Cubs, you know, have a little life at the end of this game. I thought they might tie it up to when they got to their closer, Osuna. Uh, and they did. They got two. They did get to him a little bit, but they didn't win. So he still gets the save and the win. I don't know what he got. He got the save. Yeah, and, and yeah, he got the the save. No, he didn't get the win because they just no, right. lo- they lost by one. But um, uh, yeah, Schwarber and Baez, just like who you're supposed to have up to keep that rally going, just looked like fools. Uh, Kavi, five strikeouts for the first time. Since the last time Javi had five strikeouts, which I guess was right. in 2015 or something like that. Um, so, and Bodie was on base too. So, you know, that it's not like they didn't have their, their chances, you know, nobody out or one out. And Descalso got out in that inning, of course, too, because that's all he does. But, uh, and then the Cubs lost in game two, six to nine. Six, yeah. Yeah. Six to five nine. Five home runs. Bodie looked great. You missed it. Uh, you missed it. Nice. Oh, nice, nice. Right. Yeah, six yeah. Minutes, six Five home runs and you lose because only one had a man on base. Yeah, that's a problem. Uh, Russell's hitting. He hit two homers in the first two games. Um, You know, let's face it, like, he's out there and his, his, his bat's coming alive, you know. I know everybody hates it. And here's the thing I want to tell Cub fans, like, we're stuck with him. Yeah, I think I think Cubs fans are, and we'll as we get into Game Three, like if we can take away the part that it's Addison Russell, that infield setup with Bodie Russell Baez in the infield. Yeah, I like it. I, I, I know. Really I and know. I and I put fucking uh, Chris Bryant that out. that throw from Javi at third the other day when he was like, oh, yeah. basically, I mean, he that play when Chris Bryant makes it. If the guy is uh, well, if he's out at first base when Chris Bryant makes it, which oftentimes they could be safe on a play like that. Uh, he's out. It's a bang bang play. Javi had that guy by like two steps. Yeah, <laughs> and I I don't know who was running, so it might have been that situation. But it was one of those plays where I'm like a little bouncer. This is going to be close. He's superior, and then it wasn't close. Yeah, it just he's Javi is the best second baseman on the team. He's the best third baseman on the team, and he's the best shortstop. But. Yeah. What, you know, if you remember last year, there was a lot He's, of switching he, around where Javi played, depending on what team you're playing. And hey, Hendricks got a lot of right-handed hitters out in front, and yeah, they're gonna he's, be smagging it down to the left side of the, you know. So like, you want the left side to be your elite side overall, not necessarily up the middle. He's Bugs Bunny. Yep. And 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 Joe Madden wishes this team was in the American League. He really does. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, Javi's a terrible DH apparently too. Yeah. All he does is strike out there. He needs. I think he's the and he's he was. I, I mean, he's over there because of his heel, so they say. But I think that they want this to be an infield they use sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, I think sure. I think, and it's gonna piss off everybody. And I get it. I get why everybody's like. Shortstop's the elite position. That's where your best fielder should be, you know. And but I just don't think that's how they want to use Javi. I just don't. I think you like I. I well, because when you have Russell and Javi on the same side of the field, it's pretty much impenetrable. Yeah, that's and why. and for some situations, that's what you want, you know. So like, I don't know. Like, I realize people think it's like an honor to be named like the starter and is never going to get a stupid gold glove because he doesn't pays, plays too many positions. That's been the issue. They say he's earned the position. I mean, 
you know, I don't think that's how it works anymore, especially with Joe Madden, especially the way he constructs these lineups. He, I mean, Chris Bryant plays like three positions in a game, and he's like this elite slugger that you're not supposed to be fucking around with. People are complaining that he's out in the outfield. That's why he got hurt. He should be at third base. Well, guess what? He could get hurt at third, too, or running the bases or fucking getting a massage, apparently, like that dude on the Astros. Yeah. Correa? Is that who did it? Yeah, I think so. Sammy Sosa sneezed and broke a rib. So, like... Shit happens. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, 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 I, I just I just think, I don't know. I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do, but Addison Russell's on this team and he's hitting okay. So, like, you know, know. Yeah. They, it bothers a lot of people. It's hard to root for. I get it, you know? Yeah, I don't root for him. Yeah, but I root for the Cubs to win. So, it's there's a total conflict of interest there. Yeah. Total conflicts. Um... I don't know. Brad Brock, not a good. Brad Brock, timeout. not good. Carl yeah. Edwards ruined the tie. Well, and then you know, Ben Joe just can't catch. Benny's Joe can't catch a break because he captain hooks uh, John Lester out of that game, and then Brad Brock comes right in and boom, end of tie. Yeah, we didn't score anymore anyway. We would have lost some other way, but whatever. Um, Cubs zero for nine uh, with runners in scoring position. So that sucks. You know, you hit five home runs and go over nine risp. Very rispy. Yeah, that is. That's hard to do. Yeah, it is. That's hard to. You hit that many home runs and leave that many on base. On base, weird. Yeah, how do you do that? I mean, you told me you had nine men on base during the game and you hit five home runs. I'd be like, oh, so they probably scored ten runs, right? Six. (laughs) They had six walks, nine hits, five of them being home runs. But you know, still, you're like, how do you not? At least cash in something here. Javi, three more Ks. Contreras, two. Not good. Game yeah, three. They had, they had a rough week. And then finally, uh, yeah. And by the way, and, by, and, and Osuna just shutting it down again. Well, he shut it da- uh, down this time. Uh, d- right. Yeah, well, he did not I, shut it down again. Fair he, enough. Well, well, he got out of it, and he still got the save in the other game. He yeah. worked his way through it. It wasn't pretty. Cubs gave him, I bet you, his roughest inning of the of the year. For sure, in for the sure. first game, but yeah, but then and he yeah, still made it through. Yeah, but then this time, yeah, he was uh, he was fine. Uh, game yeah. three, Schwarber first, what's third pitch of the game? Yeah, good night, and yeah. then uh, Kyle Hendricks just really good. Yeah, eight goes eight nine strikeouts. His strikeout numbers are really ticking up. I think people are just trying to attack that him early and swinging, and he's just starting a lot of at bats at zero and one. And when he's so, 0 1. How many solo home runs in a row? Seven? Well, they had. Well, Bodie hit one that was a oh, two run did, shot. Yeah, right, I think so. Right. But they, but no, they. that's all they did. It was Six so, of seven. Yeah. And then two more to the, in this one because uh, Bryant came back in this game and Hayward was in this. This was a good lineup. This was the only good lineup they even threw out there. Um, and Bryant came back. And hit a home run. So, and that was the game winner. So, there we go. He's yep. back to mashing, and it looks like he's not going to miss a step, which is great because we got the Cardinals. But uh, coming up next, but the only thing I want to say about this overall series is that whereas the Cubs were missing some, you know, they were missing Hayward, and then they were missing Bryant. Uh, they had pretty bad performances from starting pitchers that you hope are going to do better. But the fact of the matter is, we weren't even facing the good Astros. 
Yeah, fair enough. We were facing the Altuve well, that's your list. Second. By, by the way, that's the team. Those these are the teams you have to beat. And the Astros just came in, won two out of three against the Cubs, and won two out of three against the Red Sox. Right before that, they're on a really tough stretch, and they are kicking ass. Yeah, and they're a really good team that has obviously the depth to win. Yeah, when in my book, they, I think they have the third best record behind the Twins, who I don't think will stay at the top, and the Dodgers, who are probably the second best team, but I put the Astros right at the top. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're looking at them this series without Altuve, without George Springer. Like, their two best hitters two were best not there. For sure. yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so... That, that's the Cubs going into this series without Javi and fucking... Uh, Rizzo or Rizzo and Bryant or whatever, whatever combo of those three guys. Yeah. So uh, let's do the commercial here. Let me write down where we are. So it's easier. One, five, five, three. And then I'll say, let's preview the Cardinals. Cool. All right. So go. Um. Hey, so a little uh, break in the action before we get to this Cardinals preview, but um, mybookie.ag, promo code RANTO. Go there, and, uh, well, they'll give you 50% extra money on your on your uh, deposit. That's a really good deal. Then you can gamble uh, the Cubs game. There is no Cubs game today. but uh, Yeah, and I can't bet on it. Yeah, so we can't bet Rips on it. it. Up. But tomorrow, uh, when when you're betting, I would say, well... Listen to the rest of this preview and decide whether you think you Darvish can beat Miles Michaelis. But um, well, if you do, if you don't stop saying his name so loud, you yeah, Darvish probably right. doesn't have a chance in this game. Good point. But go to mybookie.ag and place your bets. If you never want to hear a commercial like this again, all you got to do is subscribe at patreon.com/sunranto and you get the show early and ad free. Do it. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. All right, let's preview. Oh, my God. You see what just happened to me? <laughs> yeah, what happened? <laughs> I didn't sleep last night. I was all wired from doing the TV show, and I just wanted to keep doing it because, you know, our shows are so long, and that show right. is a half hour, and I like just By get the way- going. By the way, this show can't be that much longer. We both got to go. Yeah, we both got to go. So we got to um, zip through this preview. Yeah, I, I should uh, actually um, plug my show. Mixtape opens next Thursday at Second City in the Blackout Cabaret. Come see it every Thursday in June. So now let's preview the Cardinals series. We're facing the Cardinals, who we swept last time at Wrigley Field. Uh, outscored them 23-10. to 10. And then the St. Louis Cardinals, well, what they did was they came, uh, well, they kept sucking. And they lost every series except for splitting a doubleheader with Kansas City. Ugh. <laughs> like, they're like the, Kansas City is, is the worst team right now, right? They're even worse oh, than the Marlins? They don't have the worst record. Uh, maybe they do. I think I, they uh, no, might. I think Baltimore does. But they're within a game or two of the worst record. Yeah, and they just lost the first two of three to Philadelphia on the road, and they play today, so hopefully it's a total shit show. The game goes 93 innings, and they have no bullpen when we when they come back to St. Louis, where the Cubs probably already are, which I feel really bad for them because they're going to be so bored. Yeah. Um, wow, the Cubs are in St. Louis. Well, my mighty, mighty Boston Bruins will be there uh, uh trying to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it didn't not not going well, huh? 
Shut up. It's one to one. Wow. Oh, it's going fine. So, uh, yeah, so they're, they're losing. They lost big last night, too, which is kind of fun to see. 11 to four, they lost. Um, so that's good. Um, and I really enjoyed listening to them win uh, or lose four to three after they blew a three run. Uh, what would have been a shutout in the to the Braves last Sunday? That was so funny. Right in front of the hometown crowd. They're now, I think they're three and seven in their last 10. It might be they are two. Three, they are three and seven in their last 10. They've lost three in a row. Yeah. But here they are coming to play the Cubs. And you got to think whatever team's worse coming into this, this series usually wins for some reason. Doesn't it feel that way? Uh, it could. I mean, that really kind of when the Cubs swept the Cardinals, I felt like, you know, here we go. Like they were, I got some ascent of of a championship in the future, you know, like, Hey, this team can do this, you know, like beat the Cardinals, but then the Cardinals went on to continue to suck. So I'm just wondering if like, it's just not happening for them this year. Well, I mean, you look at, you know, where they are and you know, their players, you know, Yadier Molina has been such a big part of the success of this team for so long. And this year he's got a six ninety OPS you know, it's it's just you know look up and down their lineup and like, you know, of among like qualifiers on their team, you know they've got a couple guys like Paul DeJong mashes. Ozuna's got an eight forty one OPS. Goldschmidt's got an eight twelve. But like, they just you know top to bottom they're you know, it's not. I don't know. It's just not working I out mean, for them. The pitching. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> offense, Cubs, OPS. 60 points higher. Cubs, homers, fifth, cards, 20th. Cubs and walks lead the league. Cards, well, that's, 10th. Yeah, exactly. So they're just, yeah. Cubs are ahead of them pretty much everywhere. The only thing they do is steal bases and, and hit more doubles. <laughs> well, and the Cubs have scored 20, 20 more runs overall. Actually, I think, yeah, that that's a little bit more uh that's a little narrower now after yesterday because they scored four and we scored two right but yeah i really think the the pitching the the offense is obviously better the pitching though is uh you know they're pretty similar i mean the cubs are a quarter of a run better than the cardinals team era but you know the cubs have been so streaky with their pitching like it's been lights out then nails lights out oh no lights out then shitty then nails again then shitty and yeah it it feels like this uh, Cubs pitching uh, staff is either unbelievable or it's the worst version of what this could be. And so all the stats end up average, right? And yeah. But that's the truth for the Cardinals, too, except I think they're just out there being average and losing. Um, and, uh, you know, the Cubs do not give the the home run up that much, but here's what's killing the Cardinals. They do. <laughs> they give up a lot of home runs. So this could be fun. Um down in St. Louis, I'd, and Pedro Strope, I, I should mention, I may, mean, wait, may be coming all, back. Is, is anything fun in St. Louis? No, it's pretty boring. Even the home runs are boring. And actually, I find uh, home runs boring. But I will say, um, speaking of guys that give up home runs in St. Louis, um, Pedro Strope looks like he's going to come back probably for this series. And I know... We're really excited about getting him back, except for his uh, splits. And I'm looking up na- them up now. When playing at Bush Stadium, um, sorry, they're taking forever to load. Radio Golds, everybody. Radio Golds. But um, 
I meant to look this up before we went, but at Bush Stadium, I gotta look what up what he did. This is just bad. Uh, sorry, Bush Stadium. Here we go. Uh, he has a. God damn it! Oh, a six twenty three earned run average in twenty two games. All right, so if he comes back and implodes, people, don't freak out right away. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just that he can't pitch in St. Louis. He, it's way not, too boring not, for him. He's not a Bush guy. Nope. <laughs> We've got Bush. Uh, defensively, well, the Cubs are they're kicking it around this year. What can I say? Like They got the yeah. third most errors. And the Car- Cardinals have nearly half as many. The sixth best in the majors. Um, both Wilson and Yachty are both average in stolen base percentage against. The difference is no one is still running on Yachty. Only 11 attempts on the year. It, it's weird because uh, it's his reputation only at this point. It I is. Think. Yeah, it is. And 40 attempts on Wilson, which, I mean, you'd think he'd have a pretty damn decent reputation, but their percentages are almost the same. It's just that Wilson's got to work harder. So, uh, and now... Cubs go hog wild and run like crazy this weekend. It is not good in Durland, guy. 686. Dropping. It's dropping. Eighth worst during the majors. Cardinals have the fifth best at 711, which also has delicious M&M cookies. All right, the scavenger hunts. This will be the last one of the uh, of the uh, the month because we're getting into June here on Sunday. Actually, to maybe Saturday, Saturday starts June. Yeah, Saturday is first. So less than a third of a mile from Bush Stadium. You got to be there to do this one. Is a statue of an empty pink suit. Find it, and you take a picture. And make a joke about the empty pink suit that's a statue and say something like, hey, look, it's Yadier Molina's retirement suit. Oh, look, pink hat guy's outfit was found wandering the streets of Cincinnati. Oh, wait, it's St. Louis. I can't tell. They're both boring cities. Yeah, a joke such as that. So um, the weather, it's going to be 80s in the day. Down to the 60s. Uh, you got uh, scattered thunderstorms on Saturday. Should get all these in. Uh, you got two nights in a day game on Sunday. And, uh, hey, hey, safe travels to Club 400, Cubs Cave. They're doing their annual road trip down there. And uh, they're going to be drunk. <laughs> I, can, I can guarantee that. And Guaranteed. Look for drunk people all wearing the same shirt. That's Club 400. I thought for for sure you would be going to this one. Well, I can't because I'm doing the show tomorrow. We're on Outside the Ivy tomorrow night again. NBC Sports and live on Facebook on their Facebook page, which uh, streams it. Michael Cotton still can't figure out how to watch this. Is that guy like 84 years old and he just looks young? Yeah. You just hit the button, dude. Yeah. It's so easy. I shared the... click on it. Yeah, you click on it. Um... (laughs) So, yeah, game one. Double even. Yeah. Game one, you Darvish. Two and three. You oh, Darvish. You don't want to upset him. Two and three. 540. Earned run average. 
Miles Michael. Miles Michaelis is going out there. Yeah. Um, he's four and five with a four seventy six, so he's not, you know, big in Japan anymore. You know, what he killed it last year with that incredible, like, why didn't the Cubs get this guy from Japan? Shot in Freud we had last year. That's not the right word. Jealousy, really. Yeah, well, good thing they paid him a ton of money. I thought that was a mistake. Yeah, and it looks to be. Um, uh, Gio, if you're going to this game and are really in need of a Giovanni Gallegos autograph, he will be signing only 100 autographs from 545 to 615. But you got to be 15 years old or younger. <laughs> then that's, it just sounded, just because I'm reading the Cardinals website, I'm just like, dicks. Dicks. 100. 545. Oh, nice time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so, I'm so angry. Um, there's a bunch of check ins. What about the 16 year olds? Yeah. What about those kids? Huh? Just because they can drive doesn't mean they like, auto- they don't like autographs. Um, there's a bunch of check in offers for discounts on their stupid fucking museum and their stupid Bush Stadium tour and a virtual reality game that probably sucks. But if you spend $15 on concessions and check in, you get free pretzel bites. And hey, that's not bad. It's not that bad. Free pretzel bites. Yeah, I'd take them. Yeah. I mean, they're coming. They're probably boring, but uh, why not? So you, Darvish, he did pitch against St. Louis this year, and the Cubs won 6-5. to five. Um, This was on 5-4, uh, and uh, that is a game in which he walked five and K'd four. So May 4th, 5-4, he walked five and struck out four. You're you're unimpressed, Lyle. <laughs> I'm unimpressed. I'm not impressed. Well, last time I was unimpressed as well, but the Cubs won this game too, and um, he gave up six runs on twelve hits, and he pitched into the eighth, hundred eight pitches, but he only walked two and threw eighty two strikes. So, baby steps, baby. Um, Jose Martinez is homered off Darvish. Gold. Shh. Stop Sorry. saying his name so loud. Yeah, and uh, but I will say Paul Goldschmidt's name loud. And let him hear that he's 0 for 11 with eight strikeouts against you, Darvish. Stop saying you loud. Oh, you, Darvish, is awesome against Paul Goldschmidt. Well, uh, Miles Mikolas, last year he beat us three of the four times he pitched against us. And he only gave up five runs in 26 innings pitched. Wow. But last time he gave up three through seven against Atlanta, but he did strike out nine. And against Texas before that, though... He gave up seven and was out in the second inning. So let's oh, do let's bloated. get that done. Uh Baez took him deep. Rizzo's good against him, but Contreras and Schwarber are terrible. So don't look for them to turn it around against Miles. Um Game Dose, Jose Quintana, four and four with a three seventy three against Jack Flaherty, who's four and three with a three seventy seven. Looks like a pretty equal uh matchup there. Yeah, uh, well, Q gave up two against St. Lou through six. Yeah, that all rhymed. I'm wow. better than Cubster Damas at this. Um, last time um, he pitched in that shit show Sunday game against the Reds where, like, they basically started the game with, like, five singles. Uh, they ended up – he gave up six. Five were earned on 12 hits. It was probably – next to maybe that Milwaukee start, his worst start. Um that was back in April, the Milwaukee one. Uh, cards overall, this is sad. Cards overall in 174 plate appearances have an OPS of 920. Wow. And Goldie's taking him deep twice. So this is a little, 
you know, insider information. On paper, it looks easy. It looks like, you know, you just, oh, look, what's the matchup today? Oh, this should be a good 4-3 to three game. This will be fun. There's good Cubs cards. No. Jose Quintana has unfortunately gotten lit up by the Cardinals. This might not be good. Um, Jack Flaherty gave up 3 through 5.2 against the Cubs, but he did strike out 9, and the Cubs won because they swept him. And last time... Um, he gave up uh, zero runs on three hits. I wrote I wrote down that it was against St. Louis, but it was but not. Yeah, I'm, I'm, no, no, I, I didn't mean the Cubs. I, it was probably against. Either, oh, last team he yeah, played, either Atlanta or who you know, or um, uh, Philadelphia, maybe I don't know, probably Atlanta. So uh, Rizzo and Contreras, they've taken him deep, but Bryant just sucks against him. And I was thinking because I looked at a picture of Jack Flaherty, and they, they do not look dissimilar. So Bryant probably looks out there, sees get, like his doppelganger get, is like, oh, my God. Horny. He gets he all horny. He can only concentrate on one bat at a time. Yeah. So game three, Cole Hamels, 4-1 and one with a 4-0-2 now against Adam Wainwright, uh, who's 4-5 and five with a 4-94. Well, uh, we've mentioned this on in past years about Prairie Farms ice cream Sundays, free ice cream for the kids, and then after the game, run the bases. Just vomiting kids, running bases after eating way too much free ice cream. That's awesome. Stick around post-game for that. Um, but uh, the game, Cole saw St. Louis one time last year, and this is, uh, by the way, an asked that. The first time in three outings that he has not faced a pitcher with Cole in his name. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, he's got an Adam. So uh, he gave up two runs on three hits, but the Cubs lost two to one in this game. That was one of the one run games last year um, that we lost. Last time he gave up, we already talked about it, six runs through four, and he walked four, and he didn't strike out a single Astro, and that's what's disconcerting, even though the Astros do not strike out much. They, in fact, strike out the least of anybody in the major leagues, which we mentioned on the last show. But um, Ozuna, Marcel Ozuna, has taken Cole Hamill deep three times. But Yachty sucks against him, so he will continue to suck. So does ex-Cub Dexter Fowler. He sucks badly against Cole Hamels. Adam Wainwright, well, we got six runs off of him through five. And the Cubs scored 13 on Cinco de Mayo. So I ain't scared of this guy. Uh, last time he went out there, he gave up four through six on eight hits. But he did strike out ten against Philadelphia. Rizzo, Hayward, Bryant, and even Daniel Stinking Descalso have homered yeah, off of that's him. That's not going to happen again. So, Wilson Contreras has two. I mean, I'm I'm liking our chances in this series. I, think, I, I like Jake our. Jake has got two. <laughs> Against what, Adam Wainwright, yeah, probably, I think so. yeah. So it's like, so I'm you know I'm looking at this series, and I do not see any reason why we can't just keep sticking the knife and twisting it in the St. Louis Cardinals and sweep them again. I if the Cubs sweep the Cardinals. Or even win two out of three, I feel like they kind of push them back and, and ruin the Cardinals for the season. I think baseball's less fun that way, and the ga- baseball gods will not have it. I think cards win at least two, if not three, of these games. Never, never. Yep. 
And panic is is basically set in um, in in Cubdom. People are really concerned right now. So just to see everybody freak out, and then the Cubs will be fine by the end of next week. They just lost the last two series, but they won on getaway day. They have their first day off in 15 days. It hasn't been good since they had a day off. I feel like they're going to go to St. Louis, have a very boring time today, have a right. boring really morning, lame. a super boring afternoon. They'll hit the ballpark, and then they'll sweep the Cardinals is what I think it's going to happen. And uh, I'll probably use that song at the end of the show just so everybody says I jinxed it (laughs) when it doesn't happen. Um, Cool. The only bad news about uh, facing Adam Wainwright is uh, I think Schwarber and Al Mora could probably use the day off. They are 0 for 22 combined. So, but that might be a little old Adam Wade, right? We got, we got basically, you know, old Adam. I mean, we now we have old Adam Wainwright, in, except for past well, Adam Wainwright. It seems like they've really stunk up the room with him. Oh, speaking of stinking up the room, hey guys, hey, how's, how's it going, dude? Will I you please? Honest. There's like a three foot dingleberry dragging behind you right now. Oh yeah, yeah. I I couldn't shake it off when I was sitting there on the throne, so it's just up there. Sorry about that, but uh, maybe I'll have time later. Drag your ass on your magic carpet or something. Just get that thing off. It's so gross. Uh, Well, why don't I just say my poem and get out of here? I know you guys are very busy. Danny being a break, big TV star now, being too big for us and. Lyle out there prostituting himself for money in Maine, sucking dick under the bridge. That's I'm, I'm hey, proud hey, of you hey, both. Hey, that was between you and I. Yeah, and, and I really, yeah, that was not supposed to be recorded. I'll cut that out, Lyle, I promise. Oh, thanks. All right, well, here's my poem. Winning will become our motto, and Cubs fans will feel like they won the lotto. They'll win the makeup with the Angels, then it will be painful for the team that comes from... Uh, Henry Cotto. Oh, yeah, uh, I remember Henry Cotto. Dude, that yeah, guy, uh, I feel their mid-80s Cubs. Didn't yeah, he go yeah. with the Indians, too, a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that he's a team, though. I think... Oh, uh, what... Uh, Lotto, right. um, welcome Manny back. Machado, Manny Machado. Oh, yeah, Manny Machado. Oh, or Dixon Machado, you know, like oh. the, the guy the Cubs got. No, 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 no. Mike Filardo. I went to one of my best friends in high school. You guys are so stupid. Colorado. The Cubs play the Colorado Rockies. Next. Should you have said something about mountains and streams and water? Instead, you're talking about the angels being painful and like... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, Cubs. Why don't you just uh, take your dingleberry, get down to St. Louis and have a nice boring time of it. St. Louis is actually my favorite city. Of course it is. Of yeah, course it makes it is. a lot Why? of is sense. Is there a reason? Well, yeah, because uh, it's kind of where I get to see Carlos Martinez. Uh, <laughs> you know. Right, right. In fact, I'm going to go meet him now and get about 73 more STDs and give him about 450 ancient ones. It's going to be beautiful. Okay, have Cups fun. Cubs out. Well, well, I hate I him. I do too. Uh, I have no TFC. I, 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 uh, I have one. It's from one of our one of our fellow ranters, and he listens to the show. And he'll, oh, he'll I kind of like, have one, I guess. He'll like this, and I, I, I thought it was funny too, but 
He said, in no way do I want to make light of the uh, Albert Almora Jr. and the foul ball incident in any way. It's terrible, and I feel absolutely awful for everybody involved. But the family's last name is seriously Bartman. I saw that. That is amazing. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. And it's only funny now because the girl's okay, I hope. Yeah. The, from everything we've seen online and, you know, there's never lies online. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she seems to be okay. But, yeah, that is that is hilarious. What are the odds? I don't do, – do you feel like that ball – Hitting a Bartman at that speed knocked the curse back into the Cubs. And do you think the Cubs are about to get swept by the Cardinals, Danny Rocket? Oh, my Give me your take. God. Could be. Could be. I mean, and the only disappointing thing is that I am not involved in the new Cubs curse. I really need this in my life, guys. I I'm- mean, you kind of are. You've touched... By you've you've touched all these players and they get hurt. Yeah, you touched, but touched Carl Edwards, you touched uh, uh, what's his face and his what his horrible wife left him, and that uh, then that other guy and that thing that you did. Yeah, I know, but it's just not it's not enough. Like it's not one thing. It's I mean, my touch is like a death by a thousand cuts. Right. What I need is like a black cat situation, like a Bartman, like a Buckner, you know, to well, do something epic. That might have been it last night. Um, Christopher Kamaka. Kamaka? Kamka. Kamka. Christopher Kamka. He put this up. It's not a TFC. I just, I thought it was fucking intense. Cubs home run totals. Chris Bryant, 2018, 13. 2019, total, 13. Wilson Contreras, 2018, 10. 2019, 12. Yeah. Almora, Alvin too. Almora, five in 2018 total. Seven. Seven now, yeah. Hayward, eight and eight. Bodie, six and six. It's only May 29th, people. Chili ball. Chili ball. It's, yeah. It's, the we're power's g- there, but so are, you know, so are the strikeouts. I, low I was talking about this last night. I would love to go and see the Mets year over year after a year of chili ball. I drive, I'm going to look at that, and I know it's apples. It's not apples and oranges, maybe, but... It would be interesting to see if there was a chilling effect. Yeah. A chill a chilling effect. And, well, and the Cub, the Cubs already have 50 home runs this month. I know. That they b- from- broke a record. So 51, 51 after the Bryant one. Yeah, first time ever. Yeah. Well. So I I do kind of have one uh it's it's just funny. Um I wrote my neighbor Arthur Lives downstairs. Uh, this year, uh, he always makes the the deck so beautiful, and he puts out flowers. Oh God, all the flowers there—it's gorgeous. Yeah, I he, love putting my cigarettes out in them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what I do. So I don't put them out in the plants. I put them out in my own plants, unfortunately. But after they're dead, because I didn't water them. But Arthur, this year, I gave up. I gave him all my gardening supplies. I said, "Listen, I don't know what I'm doing. You just yell at me to water them when they need water. I'll I'll be here. But like." You know, will you will you take care of this for me? My deck looks like shit. Yours is beautiful. I'm bringing down the, the property value here. You know, even though we're all renters. So anyway, I, I give him a hundred bucks, and I said, "Will you please take care of this for me?" And um, go to the gardening store and get the shit I need, and blah. You know, all this. He did it, and it's beautiful. So I tweet out a, a picture. And I put and I tag him. I said, "Arthur Cheney is the best neighbor on the planet. I love the flowers." And Caleb Webb wrote back, all my neighbors do is wave at me. I need new neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> True. I got the best neighbors. I'm very excited uh, to have beautiful flowers on my deck to put my cigarettes out in. <laughs> so, 
And on that note, uh, watch uh, Outside the Ivy uh, tomorrow night, Friday, May 31st, Cubs versus Cardinals. We are 2-0 and on the show, and let's hope that continues. If you have any funny ideas for us to write on the chalkboard behind our head, we do have complete control of that. So let me know. I think tomorrow we might just put boring. Boring. And hopefully it's a win. But spagog. Spagog. Cubbies won the whole weekend Cards place in the standings dropped Chicago took over first place And the Cubbies can't be stopped Cardinals are a half game back Raise the W and sing We'll sweep them in St. Louis too Man, that city is boring We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broom 
Gate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broom Gate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.